0: Hey, it's Matt Cross from UMass Basketball, and I've got a slam dunk insurance recommendation for you. I'm a Massachusetts native myself, and I know the importance of hometown loyalty and toughness. When I need insurance as tough as me, I choose Amherst Insurance. They've had UMass Basketball's back for decades, and they'll have yours too. Trust me. Amherst Insurance isn't just an insurance agency. They're a part of our community, deeply rooted in Massachusetts values. They understand the hustle, the spirit, and the pride that defines us here. So if you're looking for a hometown insurance agent who's got the same drive and determination as me, it's Amherst Insurance all the way. And remember, when you make that call or visit thenathanagencies.com, tell them Matt Cross sent you.
1: UMass fans, Josh Coney, the latest addition to the UMass basketball family. The energy here is unreal, and let's not forget UMass football season is revving up, and I'm all in. Now listen up. Moving can be a hassle, but five college movers made my transition seamless. Mention my name, Josh, and you'll not only score exclusive pricing, but tickets to a UMass basketball game of your choosing, courtesy of five college movers. So, UMass fans, let's rally for football, get ready for basketball, and when it's time to move stress-free, team up with five college movers. Go UMass!
2: Welcome back to Commonwealth Conversations' everyday Minutemen stories, brought to you by the Massachusetts Collective. As always, I'm your host, Nathan Strauss. Today's guest is the king of content in the Pioneer Valley, the one and only Chris Tucci. And Tucci, I I know we say this a lot, like the phrase goat, greatest of all time, is a little overrated. I don't think there is any doubt that you are the undisputed goat of what you do. And we're here today celebrating a new promotion. Why don't you introduce yourself, tell us your role, and, uh, and thank you for being here.
3: Thanks, man. You know, I honestly, I, I love and hate that when people say it, to be honest. Um, like, I, I appreciate it. But I mean, there's a lot of people that that do stuff here, too, not just me. So it's, it's a team effort. But um, no, I really appreciate it. Um, so I guess, yeah, for those for those who don't know me, um, you know, I am a, Chris Tucci. I'm an alum. So I graduated in 2011 from UMass, um, you know, <laughs> was a big basketball fan when I was a student, um, along with you know football and hockey. Um, you know, currently my role. Uh, I am the associate AD of uh, creative and digital strategy. Um, so in a nutshell, I kind of oversee and work with our, you know, our teams and our, uh, our staff and a lot of our like social media content, photo, video, graphics, um, you know, digital advertising, um, you name it, I kind of have a hand in a lot of different things. Um, and, you know, that's kind of what I do.
2: You've probably seen him at some point in time on the sidelines at the Jack Lehman court or at McGurk or running from uh, Olympic sports to McGurk or, uh, Mullins, uh, you do it all. Uh, but how did you get to UMass in the first place, uh, back in the, back in the, the late 20, late 2000s?
3: Yeah. So, um, I guess I'll go back to kind of my, my career path in, in college in college athletics as that kind of ties into it. So, um, when I graduated UMass, um, you know, I was a sport major, um, and I was a dual actually, so I was a sport major and a finance operations, uh, management major. And, uh, I knew I wanted to work in something along the lines of marketing and in sports and really know what, um, you know, as someone who didn't have the internship experience because I was getting two degrees. So I had to, you know, was taking summer classes instead and didn't really do any sport related internships. That kind of hurt me a little bit. Um, and there's also a recession going on at the time when I graduated. So, um, you know, it took a sales job at Purdue. Um, you know, I did sales for a while. Um, I hated it, but I was good at it. Um, you know, I kind of made the most of it, um, so went to Purdue, worked there for about three, three and a half years, um, just straight ticket sales, um, kind of worked my way up there, went to the University of Illinois for a year, same thing, um, you know, kind of helped oversee the sales team there a little bit. And then uh, right around that time when I was at Illinois, um, or maybe a little bit before Ryan got hired at UMass, um, you know, and and I've been following UMass forever, ever since I graduated. And, um, you know, I kind of knew I always wanted to go back, you know, having been in the, been in the Big Ten for a little bit. Um, and seeing what, you know, those bigger schools do, you know, obviously they have, you know, bigger budgets and everything, but just knowing there was stuff that they were doing there that we could do at UMass, um, you know, I kind of always had it in the back of my mind that I wanted to to come back at some point and, and work here and at least um, try to bring some of those um, ideas and some of the cool things that these schools were doing to UMass. Um, so it was always just kind of keeping that open um, when I was at Purdue and Illinois. And then when ryan got hired and i saw the stuff he was trying to do and just kind of changing the mindset of the athletic department at umass which before him was i would say operating as a um not a division one program um you know they were at least in my mind just having been there and then seeing like how purdue and illinois operated um ryan had a vision and i was totally on board and i was like i need to get back there um so i was just checking every couple months to see um if a job uh, was available um, there was a marketing job open, um, fun fact, Nathan, I don't know if I even told you this, uh, I applied for that job, I think twice or three times and never got an interview. So that was fun. Um, <laughs> and I joke about it now. Um, but, uh, the Aspire group actually had a, a job It was a, uh, it was a database coordinator position. So it was kind of hybrid sales and marketing. Um, so I applied for that one, um, got the job, um, came into UMass and then just kind of worked my way up, um you know, kind of built my department from the ground up and kind of worked my way out of sales and um, and and digital um, into the
2: role I'm in today. Well, if anyone understands the role or the appeal of coming back to UMass after graduating, I think I get it. I think the people who are involved with the Mass Collective tend to get it as well. There is something a little bit like, uh you know, White lotus about the Pioneer Valley where it's like you can leave for a little bit, but there is there's always going to be something that calls you back um how has your role changed i guess in the last five or so years because we met you know we met when i was a sophomore and you were obviously still in in, in this position but you've had a couple of promotions since then and this the scale of your job seems to have changed am i correct in, in saying that things seem to have gotten even bigger for you since then
3: yeah i mean you know again you know i, I give a lot of credit to um you know alan pandiani who, who was my oversight um since I came to UMass until I left a couple of years ago, um, he, he kind of gave me the ability to um, run with things, um, which I didn't really have the opportunity to do before I came to UMass um, at times because, you know, I was working for a third party sales team. So he had to, still had to work within, you know, some boxes of like, okay, you can only do so much here or there. Um, Alan was a big ideas guy and he just kind of, you know, he, he helped me kind of push forward ideas and, and let me kind of do what I was good at. Um, so that kind of helped me grow because I mean, again, I, you know, my photo and video experience before I came to UMass was me on like one of those, you know, back in, back when I was in college, and those, those little like portable cameras with like those like, you know, crappy zooms, um, (laughs) like (laughs) taking photos on, you know, from the stands of the student section for a football game. Like I still have some of those photos I found the other day, like. You no, know, so I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, I had an idea, and I and I learned from some people at Purdue and Illinois who uh, were in the creative and marketing side because that's where our offices were. Um, so just kind of, you know, took some ideas of just hey, you know, the first one was okay. We're we're put posting photos from um, from in game, right? Uh, or posting in game photos, but they're not photos from the game that's happening. Why are we not doing that, right? Something simple as that. Um, so you know, came up with a plan, convinced Alan was like, hey, you know. Let's buy a camera. Um, (laughs) We bought a camera. It wasn't the best camera in the world. It was a kit camera with kit lenses. And anyone who's um, done photography knows that uh, those aren't the best, but they're a great starting point. Um, You know, had that in a memory card reader and just kind of taught myself how to take photos and try to upload them and post them on social. We started with Instagram stories. Um, And then we just kind of, you know, moved to, okay, now we're going to use these for regular social posts. And then we're going to start, you know, evolving our game day, kind of how we do our game day content off of that. Um, you know, and then Tom Kendall, who's been here, our photographer, you know, ha- had the ability after that to, to send photos in games so between me and him we were able to do that. So that was just like the starting point um, in terms of getting like some content going in game. And then it just, honestly, it just evolves with the times. I mean, you know, you look at other schools and, and you know, even professional sports and kind of what they're doing, um, you know, and granted they may have, you know, uh, more staff or they may have more equipment or ability to do things that we can't do here, but my goal has always been to try to do stuff at that level or close to that level, knowing we have some limitations that are out of our control. Right. Right. So, um, it just kind of took that, um, you know, again, and I was still working in marketing at the time when I was doing this. Um, and we had our two video guys who were technically more focused on broadcasting and broadcasting is a very, very heavy lift. So they were put under a lot of stress, I think, to try to do everything. So having me, you know, being there was helpful. Um, and then, you know, just over time, just honestly, just proof of concept, right? Just, you know, I, I mean, worked really hard, long hours. I mean, I was there all the time editing just to say, hey, this is going to work. Um, we just, we got to do this. We got invested. And they did, you know, credit to, to Alan and Ryan for believing in me and kind of what we wanted to do. Um, you know, I just kind of built it over the last couple of years and was able to add, you know, Anthony Carter now, who's, um, who's a full-time video, like strictly creative video. Um, you know, and I have a group of oh, probably 14 plus interns. Um, some are new, some have, have been returning. Um, so we're just kind of trying to build this department up. We're not where I want us to be. I don't think we ever will be because I've, you know, I always want us to be better, but, um, you know, we've we've done a lot of things um, over the last couple of years that I'm proud of, um, and I'm excited to see where we can continue to go.
2: Yeah, I think people don't always realize, people who aren't involved in college athletics or in the space realize exactly how much is being done by, the amount of people that are doing it, um, both in terms of behind the scenes stuff, but also in terms of content stuff. And it's been really cool to see both as a student, as a fan, and then now as someone who's in the, that's the sort of hybrid space that I'm in, seeing how it's, how it's progressed. Um, How much of a tangible, and and maybe this is something that you have to explain a lot to other people, people who are uh, providing funding and stuff like that, but how much of a tangible impact do you think content creation and services like that play in team identity and recruiting nowadays,
3: oh, it's huge! It, it, it's huge. Um, you know, I, I think that um, you know, especially now, like everybody's on social media, right? Social media is the key now. You know, uh, there's a balance between social and traditional media, and you know, this is kind of a battle going on in the SID world right now. Is like, you know, there's traditional stuff that you still have to do; you can't get rid of it, like press releases and all that stuff. You need to do that statting games, right? Um, and that's where kind of our team comes in. It's like, okay what quick hitter stuff can we do on social or what stuff can we do to keep people engaged um you know and, and that's a big deal especially for recruits because recruits I mean it, it depends on the sport um like I just met with our rowing team actually um our rowing coaches a couple of days ago um and like they're they're solely targeted on their social media for recruits that's it they don't they don't care about anything else but recruiting on that right um, you know, obviously for like a football, men's basketball, women's basketball, hockey. You know, any, any sport that's ticket, you know, ticketed at UMass, right? You know, you have the other groups of fans. You know, you're always going to have your alumni for any sport, um, but then you also have to figure out a way to portray your program to, you know, maybe move some ticket sales, right? Um, you know, so it kind of, it, it just, it, it's helpful um, for people to be able to see what's going on within the program or just be able to interact with the program on social. Um, you know, on a daily basis and hopefully more than once a day um that's also the challenge though right because you know then you have to come up with different things and you know when you're in the off season versus when you're in season versus you know when things aren't going so well what do you what kind of content do you put out right um so it's it's important for the identity i mean you know like i do our recruiting shoots for for men's basketball uh, football women's basketball um, hockey when they need it um and, that, and that's a big deal, just being able to set up those photo shoots. I mean, I'm sure people have seen on social media uh, <laughs> some of the crazy setups that some of these schools have. Um, I think sometimes it goes a little overboard, um, but that's a key part in, in visits for these recruits, right? Um, so that's something that, you know, I know that it's important for our coaches. It's important for us to be able to execute and deliver on that. Um, it's a heavy lift. Um, you know, those are actually fun because you get to, kind of see the personalities of some of the kids. And it's crazy because a lot of the kids who I've done shoots for are now, like seniors or grad students um, in the past. So kind of seeing their journey from that first recruiting shoot where I met them till now, it, it makes a difference. Um, I'm not naive enough to say that, you know, a photo shoot's going to make a kid commit here, um, but it does play a role. How big of a role? It depends on the kid and depends on the program. But, um, you know, us being able to, um, you know, obviously do recruiting stuff that way, Um, and also portray um, you know, our teams on social media in a way that, you know, everybody can engage with it, um, I think goes a long way.
2: Without a doubt, and one thing that you said, this is sort of a little bit a little bit tangential, but one thing that you said reminded me that, you know, Jay Burnham, who's, you know, obviously my boss and the director of broadcasting or the voice of UMass, um, he was not full-time initially. And and that's something that has also changed like that that changed a long time ago, but even you know the 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 view of bringing the department to a certain place, I think, is is all encompassing. That sort of goes back to what you were saying on the previous point that just popped into my head. Uh, obviously, this is a uh, a podcast brought to you by the Matthews Collective, and I think it's it's pretty clear to see that there's a link between content creation, digital strategy, and NIL. How do you view your role and how it interacts with the NIL space?
3: Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's funny. I feel like the NIL rules change every week um, and they, and they probably do. Um, you know, I, I, I'm happy that, uh, you know, our student athletes are able to, to take advantage of NIL to be honest with you. Um, you know, in terms of our role, it's mostly education. Um, you know, we've done a couple of things we've set up some stuff, um, you know, like the athletes thread thing that I think you guys have seen with football and our other teams are going to be rolled out with that, you know, custom merchandise. Um, so that's a cool thing that our student athletes can opt into um you know we have um a deal with influencer which is um you know originally it was our platform where like we upload our like our photos from games and videos to share with our student athletes that's how they receive their content um and now there's also nil marketplace component that we just launched uh i think about a month ago now um so that's an opportunity for our student athletes um there's still some limitations on stuff we can do like um, you know, I'm not allowed to, um, do f- like a photo shoot for one of our student athletes that, um, that wants to do something NIO related, um, you know, it's just NCAA rules, which is fine. Um, you know, so there's a couple of restrictions of stuff we can and can't do, but, um, you know, education and just encouraging our kids to, to take advantage of it and, you know, and, and, you know, be themselves. I mean, social media for them is probably their biggest asset, right? Um, so I always tell any of our student athletes that I talk to about it and like, look, you know, be consistently posting on social media. You know, you have access to the photos we take, you have access to some video stuff, do stuff on your own, um, build your brand, right. Um, you know, you need to make yourself marketable, um, for people or, you know, brands who may want to offer you a deal. Right. Um, and however we can help give them guidance on how to better present themselves, um, as, as an asset for a brand to come after them, that's, that's huge. Um, and it's only gonna grow from here. I mean, again, the, the, the NI, NIL stuff is, is, is still relatively new and it's continuing to grow. Um, you can ask me this question again in two months and I'll probably have another answer for you, but um, it, it's vitally important, um, both for the student athletes and for the department.
2: Without a doubt, and it's uh, I think you're right in that, it just continues to change and change and change. Uh, getting over to the sort of more lighthearted side of things. Do you have a favorite UMass memory, either basketball, football, what have it, um, as a student and as someone who's now, you know, working with athletics?
3: Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny. So just to give you a little backstory on me when I was a student, cause I think this, this will make a little sense to people. So I, I wasn't a big basketball guy when I was in high school, um, college sports, I didn't really watch much college sports. I really only watched a little bit of Rutgers football because Ray Rice was there and Ray Rice played uh, like a town over from where I grew up. So we were just watching Rutgers football because of Ray Rice. Um, But then I got to UMass and and my, my, one of my buddies was like, Hey, you should come to a basketball game. And I was like, all right, I'll come. And I was hooked from the first game. Um, I don't even remember what the first game was, to be honest with you. It was just wild. The student section was packed. That was Travis Ford's last year. So, you know, we made the NIT finals and, you know, we went, to, we went to MSG. We, we did everything, and that kind of got me um, really hooked. Um, it's tough to pick, especially as a student, to pick a perfect memory, especially because, you know, there were some down years when I was there, too. You know, me and my buddy Max were some, one of the few students that were at every game. So um, probably um, the Garden with when TV had that putback at the end to, to, um, to win that game against Memphis. That was, that was probably it. And mainly it's notable for me. Um, because I was probably three or four rows back. And when it was down, I think it was like probably 10 seconds left. The the security guards (laughs) were like, don't rush the court, don't rush the court. Cause like everyone was kind of getting ready to potentially rush the court if we won that game. And I was like, all right, I guess we won't rush the court. Well, after he hit that, people tried to rush the court. I didn't, but people were pushing me. People pushed me through. So all of a sudden I'm just bolting through like almost on the court. I wasn't even intending to go anywhere. And the security guard grabbed me by the arm. I was like, dude, I'm not going anywhere. But like, that's just like that game, that shot. And then that just, you know, the, having me being pushed through a group of people and me being one of the few people that got like almost pushed onto the court was kind of funny. So that's probably why that one's memorable. Um, if I was talking about most best memory as a uh, as a staff member here, I mean, it's gotta be the Hockey National Championship. Um, that's probably my biggest one. Um, That just, I mean, again, the circumstances around that year with COVID and everything going on, and um, you know, I had (laughs) the, when I was on that trip, I was one of the few like outside of, uh, outside staff members, like besides the team and like you know the the close knit group of the team that was like traveling with them, especially to Pittsburgh. So I literally just locked myself in my hotel room. Was like, if 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 anyone gets COVID, it's not going to be because of me, and I'm not getting it. (laughs) And thankfully, everyone was had a pretty clean bill of health through that, and we won that game. Um, So yeah, that one was memorable. Um, for
2: multiple reasons without a doubt i mean there' so many of the most famous the most iconic umass images would not have been there uh had it not been for you uh two kind of lighthearted questions that we've been ending on uh lately uh if you had one nil deal if you were you know a student athlete today what would your dream nil deal be
3: uh I'm going to pitch this to Sony cause I want more cameras and camera gear because it's so expensive. So Sony, please sponsor me. Um, but yeah, probably <laughs> I was a deal with Sony. Uh, we, we that's, kind Sony, that's kind of a gimme. That's kind
2: of a give That's kind of a gimme, honestly. Um, yeah, yeah. Hey, so, Hey Sony, we, you shoots exclusively on Sony. So, you know, if you, if yeah. you really want.
3: Shoot us some new gears and new, new lenses. And stuff. we, we have, it's, we're not short on gear that, that trust me, we have plenty. We've, we've invested a lot in that. Um, it's just funny because it's so, you know, every year they come out with something new or something even more expensive The lenses are ridiculous. It's just, um, so yeah. So, you know, Sony, if you want to hook us up, give me, give me a
2: ring. And the last one for you is, uh, UMass basketball is down one. The clock is ticking down. It's, you know, 10 seconds to go. Which UMass player all time men's or women's would you be, whose hands are you putting the ball in?
3: Oh, geez. I didn't know this was going to be men's and women's. Um, Well, you can do one of them. I'm I'm going to give you one of each. Yeah. Uh, All right. Sam Breen for women's. That one's easy. Um, If I had to go uh, the men, uh, I think it's got to be Chaz. Uh, It's got to be Chaz. Just (laughs) if I had to rely on somebody, it'd be him.
2: It's so funny because you're now the fourth person and we've had four different answers today, which is awesome. That's Um, good. And one more shout out for women's. Sydney Taylor. Sid Taylor hit the 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 craziest. It obviously didn't matter because UMass lost in overtime. But the the game tying three in the A ten tournament last year was a bonkers shot. And yeah. uh, Sid just won a medal, by the way, with uh, the U S. national team this yeah, she's been, in, she's in, in it, yeah. Ulan Bator, I believe, in Mongolia. But neither here nor there. Uh, Tucci, where can people find you? Where can people find your work? And where can what can people do to sort of um, you know, follow you as as sort of a, a creator and also as as your position at UMass.
3: Yeah, so um, you know, it, it's still Twitter to me. So if you want to follow me on Twitter, um, you know, it's it's Chris P. Tucci. Um, that's my Twitter handle. If you want to follow me on Instagram, it's just Chris Tucci. Um, that's pretty much where you can find me. Obviously, you'll see a lot of my work and and work of um, our other content creators. It's not, it's not just me that that puts out stuff on our on our main accounts. Um, we have a lot of talented people here um, that, that help with content, both, you know, Tom Kendall, Anthony Carter, um, you know, my interns or our comm staff. So, um, you know, follow our sports programs. If you want to follow me, that's great too. Um, you know, and just continue to support us, um, and, and let us know if there's stuff you guys want to see, you know, my DMS are always open, hit me up, let me know.
2: Without a doubt. Well, Tucci, I'm looking forward to seeing you next week at the very latest. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll be in out and about on Monday, but I'll see you at, at McGurk and I'm sure everyone else will uh, too. Thank you, Chris Tucci, for sharing your UMass story. And thanks to everyone for listening to Commonwealth Conversations Every Day at Minutemen Stories brought to you by the Mass Collective. A reminder to, to join the Mass Collective today and stay tuned for next week's episode. I've been Nathan Strauss, and we will talk to you next time.
0: Hey, it's Matt Cross from UMass Basketball, and I've got a slam dunk insurance recommendation for you. I'm a Massachusetts native myself and I know the importance of hometown loyalty and toughness. When I need insurance as tough as me, I choose Amherst Insurance. They've had UMass basketballs back for decades and they'll have yours too, trust me. Amherst Insurance isn't just an insurance agency, they're a part of our community deeply rooted in Massachusetts values. They understand the hustle, the spirit, and the pride that defines us here. So if you're looking for a hometown insurance agent, who's got the same drive and determination as me, it's Amherst Insurance all the way. And remember, when you make that call or visit the thenathanagencies.com, tell them Matt Cross sent you.
1: UMass fans, Josh Coney, the latest addition to the UMass basketball family. The energy here is unreal, and let's not forget UMass football season is revving up, and I'm all in. Now listen up. Moving can be a hassle, but five college movers made my transition seamless. Mention my name, Josh, and you'll not only score exclusive pricing, but tickets to a UMass basketball game of your choosing, courtesy of five college movers. So, UMass fans, let's rally for football, get ready for basketball, and when it's time to move stress-free, team up with five college movers. Go UMass!